Hello everyone. Welcome to Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. It's our most exciting recent episode yet. The rule of six is here, you know what that means. More than two households allowed to mix in one interior. Oh my God, and what can it mean? Who is here, quickly? Me. Joe, Katie. <laughs> and Alan. Here. And Finn. Finn, Joe, Katie, all back together in the house. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, we're very excited. We've been waiting for ages to all be able to be together. This is good that we've had a chance because I feel like Probably in another week or so, we won't be able to do this again. <laughs> no, this isn't, this isn't happening again until next year. This is our last So uh, we'll get this one in. And, rule um, of six might be rule of two. Rule of, yeah. Rule of everyone in a plastic cage. <laughs> like in... Uh, I don't want to go no, in a cage. What's that film? Bubble Boy. Isn't he With in Jake a, Gyllenhaal. Isn't and he's he in a in, bubble? He's in a big plastic bubble because he's got no immunity. That's different to a cage, though. Yeah, I couldn't think of... I was the, thinking of a shark no... cage, like we were all going to, like... <laughs> The sharks are metaphorical. They represent COVID. Big teeth. Now, it's quite hot, so we want to get on to our first drink. <laughs> I have done the first choice today. I'll introduce the drinks and then that will lead us into our topic. We've got the paddles out, the beer paddles, but this time they've only got two drinks in per person, which is still a... I have cheated a bit, haven't I? Why? Because oh. I've got brought two beers. Oh, yeah. Two but... beers per person. Yeah, yeah, but that's all right. That will keep us going. Okay, fine. Joe's brought two drinks before. Yeah. Katie's brought three brought drinks three. before. Oh, yeah. The faithful green. <laughs> and yellow oh, occasion and yellow. <laughs> all right so our first uh, we've got some so beers i'll tell you the beers the first one is called sweeping coast from duration brewery it's from norfolk it's a norfolk brewery duration uh, and that is to set the scene we're in norfolk Hooray! as we quite often are <laughs> for our for our fun episodes the ram um, doings happen in norfolk and we are it's on the norfolk coast norfolk. the location for today's story is Great Yarmouth. Way! I don't know anything about Great Yarmouth. No? I said way anyway. Never played crazy golf there? No. I've oh, played I crazy wish golf I had. There. I love crazy golf. I think golf. it was a pirate theme. Oh, oh I love that. Yes. Like Overboard. No, that's... Um, that's um, some Seven, seven wonders, wonders of the World. world. I love oh, Yeah, that would yeah. be great if that existed, wouldn't it? So it's it's a kind of thematic beer. So shall we have a sip of that? Yes. And then yeah. we can move on to... I'll just quickly introduce our second beer, but we won't drink it. So it's the middle one, the middle beer from your paddle. Sandy it's color. pale. I think it's a, like a... It looks like the seaside. It's a West Coast pale ale. Okay, have a go, have a go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Quite refreshing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very good for a hot day. Yeah, nice and refreshing. Um, and only 4.8%. Isn't that sort of average for a beer? Well, I'm saying that because the next one is stronger. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's why I've said the only gambit. You're easing us in. Mm. And then mm. the next beer I'll introduce, but we won't try it till later. The next beer is called The Perfect Crime oh, IPA nice. from Siren Brewery. I like its outer. Yeah, it's got quite a cool can. As ever, pictures will go on Instagram 
why not have a look? Uh, so that's our second bit, so we'll come to that later on. Of course, we will be discussing criminals, criminal enterprises. Doing crimes. Doing some bad, bad crimes in Norfolk. That's what we can guess well, from your beer choices. Yeah, and across the country, but we'll specifically look at Norfolk. Anyway, Traveling so <laughs> the crime in discussion today, body snatching. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. It's body snatching. So I wanted to do a bit of general snatching talk first, and then we can talk about the, the particular case. So I know about Burke and Hare. Okay. Well, that's they did some snatching. I was impressed you knew their names. This is a good start. They did some Scottish snatching. They did some uh, Edinburgh-based snatching. Yeah. But actually, interestingly, Burke and Hare mainly were doing some murdering. Oh. They're known as as snatchers, and they did a bit of snatching. But what they mainly did was murdering, and then they sold the bodies to the medical schools, pretending to... that they'd snatched them, or did they just no well, no questions were asked? Uh, yeah. It was it was one of those affairs. And cause, yeah, because they wanted specific types. Um, specific types, but also they want fresh. Um, fresh. Mm. The fresher, the better. Yeah. Um, and so you know once once the snatchings on the radar of the local authorities you can't necessarily snatch those recently deceased bodies as easily as you could previously so Burke and Hare actually did a lot of murder i think they killed 16 Swine. I mean, that's people. a lot. It's a lot of people. And that was actually only just a few years after the case that we're going to talk about today. But the case, I mean, Burke and Hare, they're the kind of the poster boys, aren't they? Of the of the corpse <laughs> trade. <laughs> you want to be a body snatcher, that's who's on your bedroom wall as a child. Well, looking funny at them. enough, <laughs> funny you should say that, Katie, because um, just a few years after Burke and Hare, there was a gang of, of three men in London who called themselves the London Burkers. Oh. After Burke... Does that then become a, a thing, like to burk? <laughs> to do a burking? <laughs> I'm getting up some burking. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, they called themselves the London Burkers and they did an awful lot of snatching and a bit of murdering. Combined, so, the two mm, come together. Yeah, the two came together and one of the London snatchers, the London Burkers, said at his trial he admitted to snatching and or murdering, so basically selling between 500 and 1,000 corpses. What? But to me that sounds, I mean, that's high, so maybe he was just bigging himself up. Bragging. There are a lot of graveyards in London, but yeah. still. But you, you remember, you want the recently deceased ones, so and you've you got need to, to yeah. find And the travelling and the transporting and... Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the logistics. Well, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> it isn't. Well, that's an important question. If you are to commit a crime, you need your operational side of things taken <laughs> care of, don't you? Your getaway cut. Mm. Do you know why all this snatching went on? It was Medical a big, students. Yeah, it was a big problem in the 19th century that this became quite a common crime and it became this trade in in corpses rocketed. So, yeah, medical students. It was really from the sort of early 18th century that the medical schools began to open in the UK. It was around the, the sort of Enlightenment time so everyone was more going away from religion to explain everything and towards science. So they were like, actually, let's look at how the body actually works. What? How can we fix things that go wrong with it? How can we understand? Take it apart to see. Take it apart to Have see. Have a retail about inside. Exactly. Suddenly not rely on tying a dead toad to your stomach. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the Killing famous Killing a brace leeches. of pigeons is no longer the way forward. <laughs> they won't cut the mustard anymore, no. will they? So this is a question. I'll be interested in what you think we can discuss at the end. Is this heinous crime of, of body snatching, is it worth it? Because it has undoubtedly helped medical science in this country. What's the ethical side of it here? 
still feels dubious. But yeah. perhaps I'll, I'll think differently. Well, let's, yeah. It's the sneaky aspect of so it. So sneaky. But you had to sneak. Only if you couldn't persuade people to donate their bodies. Maybe well, they should have started wasn't an a, option. They should have started an educational campaign instead of sneaking. <laughs> well, with leaflets. Yes. A good old leaflet and a pamphlet and a poster. That a would po- With a, a regular celebrity. Mm. A celebrity of the time. Yes, Philip Schofield is going to donate his body. Why are you not? (laughs) (laughs) Charles Dickens is on board. (laughs) Here's his signature on the sheet. Yeah, so it was it was kind of driven by this expansion in in medical schools. The University of Edinburgh Medical School, which is probably the most famous mm. in the country, they started to teach their medical program in 1726. The first purpose-built medical school in the country was the London Hospital, which opened in 1785, and then thereafter more and more places around the country started to either purpose-build medical schools or add on to their own institutions to allow the study of anatomy and medicine. What though were the medical schools in Norfolk? It makes sense for me, Edinburgh. Mm. Yes, if you've got a world famous medical school, yeah. that's going to be a lot of What's medical going on students. Well, Norfolk. that's an interesting question, and we'll come back to it later. Oh, they're doing something gross with them. Oh no! <laughs> um, Cambridge Are there kinds of experiments. Oh. oh no! Uh, Cambridge Uni School of Clinical Medicine opened in 1842. So I've they never got heard involved of Cambridge in Snatchers. No. But I guess that was also Well, happening. that was quite Must have been a bit like secret. Yeah. Um, actually, something else had happened by 1842, which we'll hear about later. So the window of snatching is actually only quite small. I'll tell you why. For a while, these new medical schools were actually just able to get the bodies of criminals who yes. had been executed. Off the gallows. The amount of crimes that were punishable by death in the UK massively increased... Vin is here. He wants to hear all about it. In 1688, there were 50 offences on the statute books that were deemed worthy of capital punishment. By the end of the 1700s, this had expanded to include 220 crimes. Is that because they're being harsher or because they're inventing new crimes or like calling things new? I think probably a bit of both. To be honest, the system of law is being increasingly codified, I suppose. It's expanding. Uh, As you say, yeah, they're they're kind of labelling new crimes. But also, I guess they didn't have the prison system to really cope with all these criminals. Does it also align with the expansion of big urban centres? Probably, yeah. So, so more people, there would be more crime, and and so trying to work out how to deal with that. increased. 220 crimes which you could be executed for and your body in those early years of the 1700s could be given to medical science. So that was great. No problem with finding bodies to dissect during that period. (laughs) Finn's just climbed up behind me and he's he's right getting involved. (laughs) The majority of the additions, so from the 50 to the 220, covered crimes to property. Oh, it always does. Yeah. It's um, always about property first. In I think that's, I mean, I know it's definitely the case in the UK. I don't know if it's generally Europe, but we are funny in this country about mm. crimes against property. So crimes against property were punished a lot more harshly than crimes against the person. So anything like theft, burglary, very harshly punished. You could be executed for those during the 1700s. How, how even are there 220 crimes? Am I not being creative stealing enough? Well, stealing I'll a tell cow. you a few oh, things. But they're all stealing, but they're all different. Stealing a Well, there's, some oxen. of them are quite obscure, so here's, here's <laughs> some... Yeah. I don't know, do people care about pigs? I'd care. 
of course they might can. Be my my income for the year. Okay, it's true. Sorry, um, here's just with some all more my horse and oxen, I just forgot about those grubby animals. Loads for burglary and other forms of theft. Highwaymen. Ah, oh, yeah, brilliant. Bestiality. Oh, punishable by death. Because you're just a wrongen. Smuggling. Oh. Receiving stolen goods. Counterfeiting. Fraud crimes like that. Sodomy, I'm afraid was at that point punishable by death and so on and so on and so on so it was it was crimes that we would consider relatively minor in some cases and also things that now of course we wouldn't think were crimes at, Not all. A crime at all but you would be able to receive the death penalty and then your body could be donated to medical science no choice uh no no choice also of course things like murder treason piracy um, piracy. piracy. I feel like piracy sounds better than yeah. piracy. <laughs> it just flowed out of my mouth so naturally, and then in afterwards, this, in I... adverts they say piracy is a crime. You know the ones uh, about you wouldn't steal yeah. a car, you wouldn't steal a TV. I like that it's still called piracy. Yeah, piracy, not that kind, but like piracy <laughs> on the high seas was still punishable by death into the 20th century, although very rarely, of course, enacted. But theoretically, you could be punished, as for treason as well. And murder until the 60s, you could yeah. be. Mm. Yeah. One man was hung in 1805 for forging the official stamps that were apparently used to mark the ace of spades in packs of cards. And this had something to do with excise tax that you'd have to have official stamps on each pack of cards would go on the Ace of Spades card. Uh, and that showed that the correct amount of excise tax had been paid. And oh. this man uh, forged that stamp and he was hung. He was caught. He was caught and hung. So weird stuff like that you I were want getting to see one of those stamps for. So an absurd amount of people were being executed, uh, the vast majority of whom were poor people. The upshot, I suppose, if you can call it that, plenty of bodies. Medical science was roaring along and at a wonderful pace. maybe all those bodies fuelled it as well. That created a, a, a demand for those bodies. Right. Because they're became, learning a lot from the yeah, bodies, they want yeah, more bodies. Yeah. Of course, it and there became... there so many bodies willy-nilly. It became such an integral part of the, yeah. um, of the education. Now... Great then. 1700s, great, no problem. <laughs> bodies galore. Bodies, bodies, bodies. At that point, <laughs> so no snatching. Snatching didn't even No exist. snatching. This all changed come the 1800s. The lawmakers and those within the justice system realised that things were getting a bit out of hand. With too all much these, killing. <laughs> there was a lot of executions going on. Oh, too many gallows. Yeah. Uh. Now, probably they were right. This is a lot of people getting executed for some really quite minor yeah. crimes oh, no, oh, I was just thinking though you look perturbed after, after all the, the execution maybe next comes the transportation and that's pretty bad as well yeah uh, yes interesting would you rather be transported or dead what do you think dead or in Australia <laughs> these are the options or oh, sometimes some of the other colonies yes. they went to as well but Australia was the main one uh, for transportation. I don't, I mean, probably transported. I mean, there's a possibility of happy ending. Yeah, isn't exactly. There? Like you might make a friend, you might have a nice sheep farm. I reckon quite a lot died on the way though. Yeah. Mm. Also, and in the camps, the penal were, colonies. They were held often... For years and years, wasn't it? Before they were actually transported because mm. they waited till there were enough people to make it. Right. Well, so I think it so was what, a miserable undertaking. So you're on. saying you'd rather be dead? I mean, that's, is that what you're saying? That now? seems like a big statement, doesn't it? It does. It is. I don't feel prepared to make it. Okay. I'm going to start the second beer now. Oh God, are you? Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with on, Joe. I'm on. ready. 
I've been dallying, but that's because I've been talking. You've been doing the talking. I'm going to say it's not the most attractive looking beer. Well, would you like to give us one of your famous descriptions of how you think this beer looks to you? Well, it's pretty wee-ish. Isn't that what we're all (laughs) thinking? I think it looks like weak tropical squash oh, yes. that you're going to get given nicer. on a school residential centre and they pretend that it's juice, but they call do you want some juice? It's not juice, it's squash. <laughs> I'm going to have a sip of this bit. Okay, okay, well, first, you want to hear about oh, it. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, we already know The Perfect Crime by Siren. It's an IPA. They say it's our latest IPA is an, an evolving line of recipes that we have dubbed tasty IPAs. Isn't that like that's the baseline well, for what if, you should I mean, be aiming yeah, for? That's yeah. not great marketing, I'd say. No. Let's have a sip because they've written they've written a three word description on here. Does it say squash. is it taste like squash? Childhood <laughs> <laughs> squash. If memories. it's that, let's, I don't want it. Let's drink some. Oh. And this, by the way, is six percent. There's a fruit. Um, I think it's quite smoky. Mm, it is a bit smoky. Is it a smoked fruit? No, but one of the words that they have used is tropical. Uh, oh. Do you know, I wanted to say pineapple when I said a fruit, but I was yeah. too scared. It's pineapple squash. I had a pineapple squash <laughs> instead of a gin yesterday. It was supposed to be pineapple coconut gin. It was not. It was pineapple squash. My weekend is marked by squash. <laughs> a, a dark stain on your weekend <laughs> of squash. <laughs> I quite like it, actually. I don't dislike it. It's it less squashy than the... Yeah, pineapple chunks. But I think it's, tropical. it's smoke- Pineapple. Would you think that dank was another word for smoky? I think if you've called a drink <laughs> dank. You know what? Before I drank some, I smelted it and I thought it smelt a bit mouldy. Did you? You thought, well, you thought dank. Yeah. Oh, maybe. A bit off. Well, this says tropical dank and delicious, which are not words that I would put dank. together because into a three word description dank, of the same I drink. I think of a lovely. No, tropical. I think of maybe a lovely beach, and then dank. I'm in like a mouldy cellar. You would, de- cellar is definitely. I'm the- being locked in a cellar. Well, in cellars your are the cellar only juice. places that are dank. Cellars and prisons, and the transportation yeah. ship. Well, it is yeah. called the perfect crime, so it's crime. Steal some tropical sh- like Do you think treasure. No, but it's, it's crime. It's crime related, so maybe it you transportation know, anyway. juice. Okay, well, let's enjoy this. Um, <laughs> it's dank. Let's hit. Let's enjoy tropical. it. Come on. Um, <laughs> let's stop executing everyone for these minor crimes. We'll deport some of them instead. And actually, mainly they deported them. Yeah. <laughs> they did, you know, some I, went just into prison, but there was a lot of deporting. Were they not? Or maybe they mean the same. Transported. Transported. Yeah. I do wonder. Sorry, oh. that's just. Um, I won't say it's just semantics because it isn't. You're correct. They were transported, not deported. What did I, I don't you know? Maybe I should know. But what did the Australian government think about? Well, it was run by the. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course the Brits. it was. Yes. So they were like, yeah, they can get these people in to build all our new cities. Yeah. Cheap labour, well, free labour. Just have to give them a little bit of food, but not much. Probably gruel. Gruel, almost certainly gruel. Dank gruel. Dank gruel in the cellar. Okay, so they passed um, an act in 1823 called the Judgment of Death Act, and that made the death penalty discretionary for all crimes except treason and murder, for which it remained mandatory for many, many years to come. So for treason and murder, always getting executed, body gets dissected or gibbeted. Mostly dissected. If mandatory, mm-hmm. that's at the judge's discretion, I assume. No. Oh. That's no, what I'm sorry. saying. So the Judgment of Death Act made the death penalty discretionary for all crimes except treason and murder. So the judge still could decide if they wanted for crime of like 
theft or smuggling. I was they just could thinking still... the judge could be in with the medical school still. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I suppose you're right. A little bit of a backhander. Yes, a pound of body. Yeah. Do you know the year that murder became no longer a capital offence in the UK? No. You said the so 60s. 60s earlier. 66. I bet it's later. I bet it's 68. 69. Oh. From 69, murder was no longer a capital offence in the UK. Arson in a naval dockyard remained a capital offence until 1971. Very specific. Very specific. Espionage remained a capital offence until 1981. Mm. And high treason, piracy and certain military offences could still legally be punishable by death until 1998. Although, of course, that wasn't really happening. It was just that the law still was in place for certain acts It's funny that we were pretty much grown-ups by that point and they were still... Yeah. I always think it was about it as a past thing. Yeah. I mean, as I say, it was, you know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. really being enacted, but the, the law was there that you could be. Judgment of Death Act. Good news for criminals. Bad news for medical schools. They were cursing. They, they were, were shaking like, their the fists. Fucking hell, where are we going to get all our bodies? Oh, damn you, the law. Suddenly, the supply dried up. They just were hoping for murders. The thing is, though... And this is very key to the crime of of body snatching. The people that wanted the bodies, medical students, surgeons, all this sort of thing, they were usually um, at the higher end of society. So they're in the, the kind of top tiers of society, very educated, usually very wealthy. The people that were doing the snatching right down right down at the bottom. So the people at the top, they wanted the bodies, but they didn't want to do the crimes necessary Mm. to get the bodies. A class Um, crime too, all about the class. Yeah, of course, in this country. Always, always. But they would quite happily pay someone to take, you know, to do this job for them or they would just ask no questions. Yeah, if you don't know where it's come from, it's not your fault. And this is the the thing with the Burke and Hare case is that I'm sure, you know, that, that Robert Knox, the surgeon... He knows, oh, suddenly I'm getting loads of bodies brought to me by Burke and Hare. But just ask no questions, give the money over, take the bodies. If you just killed someone, that body is going to be fresher than someone that's been in the ground and dug up again. Yeah, well, also it's not grubby. It might be in a coffin, though. Yeah, they clean them up. Okay. Do they? I bet they don't. They're dragging them in a sack. They're putting them in a sack. All right, they are sending them down the back of a cart. Yeah. They were also known, um, body snatchers, in some cases, as sack them up men. (laughs) <laughs> and also resurrectionists yeah mm. which sounds quite exciting and grand but it's a grubby crime um so it's basically supply and demand that we have it's it's capitalism in practice gone wrong well oh. has it gone wrong <laughs> the, the demand is there so the, I feel the like supply you're trying will be to push us by the end of this podcast to have to feel that it's all fine no, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's all very well to say, oh, you know, when there's, we all want some flour, so... This seems a tangent. We, <laughs> <laughs> we all want some flour. The thought's in my brain, but it's not quite fully formed. So... <laughs> if No one's grinding up bones for flour. Oh, God. Maybe what they if, are. Oh, maybe I when the next lockdown comes, people I thought will Ruth be. meant, like, because at the moment everyone's obsessed with getting flour before yeah, the next lockdown happens. Like, there was loads of stuff in the news yesterday going, please, if we have to do it again, can we not all buy the toilet rolls and flour? And so, like, <laughs> please I, th- just I thought you were going with that. Rolls. Like, yeah. Well, what I, I'm just, I suppose what I'm saying is where there's a gap in the market, we've had all these bodies, now we don't have any bodies, yeah. but we still want the bodies. Someone is going to step into that gap in exchange for money to provide the bodies it's quite interesting well, like what i was wondering was how 
that you saying about the class thing, which is very interesting. So if it's these high up people that want the bodies, how do these low down people even know that like surgeons are cutting up bodies to learn stuff? How, like someone, I think that was quite quite widely was it known. like publicised and stuff. And also, I think that probably quite a lot of the the surgeons and the students knew what was going on, mm. but. And actually, sometimes the students, there were cases where the students were actually involved as well. So they would go along. Like some of it, it's that almost sounds like that thing where they thought it was a bit of a lark. And they were like, oh, we'll hang out with, you know, the criminal element of London for a bit. And we'll go digging up some graves and snatching the bodies out of them. So some of the students did. But I think, I mean, we'll see later in the case of the Great Yarmouth Snatchers, the person that they were selling the bodies to knew what was going on. Joe's shaking her head. No, I was just What thinking... a disreputable <laughs> fellow. <laughs> what a swine. I think that there was huge public disgust about it. Like, it was quite well known and yeah. people were very scared that that might Absolutely. be what would happen to them. Yeah, of course. It was well known and it was a great fear. Particularly also, as we saw, I think Chris and I discussed when we were talking about gibbeting and dissection and things, women's bodies were more highly sought after because there were a lot fewer... Uh, female criminals so they mm. were in high demand children's bodies were in very high demand because obviously much harder to come by yeah and people were very scared about it and it became a very prevalent practice especially in places like edinburgh london bristol aberdeen i think there was a medical school so where those schools University were towns. it became a big problem relatives who lost loved ones would sometimes sit by the graves in a vigil to try and deter because you know the body snatchers would like read oh who's died this week and who's been buried a certain number of days yeah too stiff you go floppy again stiff oh do you go floppy okay oh. yeah you go squelchy i'm afraid it's squelchy some began to erect metal cages around new graves to oh. try and deter people from getting into them and in some places such as edinburgh which had a very terrible problem as we've as we've seen, bodies were left to rot in places called mort houses for many, many days before they were buried in the hope that, you know, and the mort house oh. would be locked up and there would be it would be staffed so they would be secure in the hope that by the time they then were buried, people would say, OK, they've already been rotting for two weeks, three weeks, whatever. I don't. That's so serious. If you're, that, if you're that worried, it's happening all the time that you have to make a whole other new business. Yeah, yeah. To rot it's the bodies. Oh, Katie, that's good capitalist thought there. Yeah. Aha! I see a market. <laughs> we need to develop more houses. I mean, this is going all over the place. Yeah. But so it changed burial practices. I was just thinking. I wonder if it changed like the layout or the thoughts that went into cemeteries as well in mm. graveyards. Well, I don't, not hugely, because I think other than sort of these temporary measures like the cages and things, that it it wasn't that long a period of time. No, so it that didn't, this took place for as as I'll, I'll explain why it came to an end later. But it it wasn't a problem for long enough that things sort of permanently changed. Sorry, I burped. So very widespread, especially in particular areas. In some areas, the authorities didn't really bother pursuing it. I think they're some people did sort of think well is it a necessary evil because it is kind of doing a social good in a sense but did they think that at that time was there had changes been made and medical thinking changed fast enough for for actually the average person to have seen a difference because you'd have to like think quite theoretically to go oh i can see that cutting up some bodies now will but then i think people help us all in 10 years time so, Ruth's the expert, but I was going to say, didn't people always trust... I'm far from the expert. But didn't people always trust doctors, even when it was nonsense? Even when they were killing a brace of pigeons I think and tying it to your a, neck? I um, think there was a respect for 
a profession. A profession. Um, and also, if you think from the perspective of the authorities, actually, um, it was only considered a misdemeanour to snatch a body. It's not a felony. But I can't steal a sheep, but I can steal a body. Yeah. yeah. Because in stealing the just, sheep... I'm not playing or doing either of these things. I'm just, <laughs> just in finding stealing, out. stealing the sheep, you're seen to be taking the property of somebody else. Yes, it's no one's property. Whereas if you steal the body... That's not property. Yes. And I'm not taking anyone's livelihood. So it wasn't... Yeah, so from the perspective about. of the authorities, it, it wasn't legally a huge crime. So that, you know, for them, it's like, well, sh- how do we use our resources? Obviously, public opinion was generally appalled. But from the police's perspective, legally, even if you catch a, one of these body snatching gangs, they're going to get six months to a year. You know, until the murders start. Until the murders start, exactly. <laughs> then it's definitely a crime. You know, the punishments weren't really a deterrent. Arguably, for the police in terms of their time, it wasn't hugely worthwhile, even though there was a lot of repulsion from the public. Largely on the idea of, I, th- I think probably a lot of it was religious still, because that's the, the part of the punishment of being dissected for murder, is that that's supposed to be a huge deterrent because it's the idea your body isn't being laid to rest in the proper way and you're not having that immortal sleep as the religious would have it so it's a kind of desecration so there wasn't always a a huge amount of policing of this and it kind of ran ran riot and actually vigilante justice was a lot more of a risk if you were a snatcher the mob the mob with a pitchfork the mob would be fucking pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Well, if oh, you... you've dug my wife up and yeah. sold her to a oik, a posh oik, up in Edinburgh Medical School, and he's sliced her up, taken her kidneys out. I mean, yeah, the mob's furious. The mob is absolutely furious. <laughs> the mob are going to hit you with their tankard. Tankard. <laughs> the mob always has some beers first. That's how they That's get into true. the mob. There were there were stories of resurrectionists being beaten to death by angry crowds Ooh. with a tankard. <laughs> the the tankard is not mentioned <laughs> but you get it you're right, right. you in the head. pub and some bloke comes in and goes they're cutting up my wife and yeah, they're like you're right <laughs> Mel I'll come with you and they'll need a journey juice yeah of course take it with them right and then the next thing <laughs> you're you know, saying they're fuelled by booze I just, I just I get the feeling the mob that mobs is, always are. Yeah. Because yeah, they probably. start off in the pub they're having some drinks someone's got yeah. an awful story they're like right you don't stand for that we're coming oh. with you Phil You've dug up my old, <laughs> dug up my old dad. Yeah. What's he ever done? Yes. It's oh. against, and then you go, it's against God. It's against, you know. People hate things that are against God. Yeah. It's true. What's wrong with these doctors? They're <laughs> twisted. I was going to say they're sick, but, but they're the not snatchers, sick, again, the doctors may be the ones creating mm. the demand, but they're not the ones doing the crime. So the, the doctors are not taking any of the risks it's the it's the resurrectionists themselves who are the poorer members of society who are taking the risks of vigilante justice again not saying it's okay i'm just saying it we have to think mm. where's the culpability where where should the blame fall where should it fall always with boris <laughs> That's a good lesson. Always blame Boris. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. It will sell by Christmas. Oh, I bet he'd have one. thought it was a right lark to that go is fucking a, um... body snatching, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, oh, let me come with you, John Bishop of the London Burkers. Yeah. I'll come and dig up some bodies. Oh. Then yeah. he'd probably get bored halfway through Well, and just yeah, leave. just about the time Phil comes out with a tankard He'd to, be barrowing. You wouldn't want him on your body snatching. you think him not suffering <laughs> enough. Oh, oh. He'd just be bellowing as he did <laughs> it. Would he bash into things? He'd be oh, knocking graves over with his tummy. 
to me, I reckon as soon as the vigilantes appeared, the mob, he would turn on the other body oh, snatchers and he'd be like, oh, they're robbing me. Oh, look, they're, they're beating me up. And then they'd think that he was a victim. Yeah. And with his posh voice, they'd be like, well, he can't be one of them. Yeah. He doesn't look like a man who'd rob a grave, but he is. Yes. He'd snatch your grandma right out of her grave. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I had quite some beer in my mouth at that moment. <laughs> um, now, it seems like everyone's finished their beers. Yeah, pretty much. So actually, that's quite good because the next part of our story <coughs> is right into the Great Yarmouth. The doings. The actual doings. Do you want to go next, Joe? I think you should. I'll just say Katie and Joe are about to come in with the next drink. Katie somewhat confusingly said, we don't need glasses for this one. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, but they're about to enter the room. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, this is weird. The the drink has entered the room in a blood a blood sack, a pouch, <laughs> a bloody pouch. <laughs> but not just a blood sack, a, a a transfusion package, a medical pack. What are they called? Like a, a blood bag. A blood bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Look at it. Where on earth did you find these? The internet. They are called cocktail blood bags. Of course they are. I mean, what could be more accurate than that description? And it says vampire on it. Yeah, I mean, the translation into English on the label is... um... (laughs) I've just read it. It's madness. Read it to me. Read it to me, one of you. Vampire, meaning build, thirsty monster, mean to draw blood. The famous monster in the Western world. The reason why is a monster... Because it has a strange identity, neither God nor the devil, not a person. Oh, I mean, but you've got to look look at how it's written, I'm just, like I, yeah, the punctuation and like the. I enjoy the next section down ends with Roman civilization have abused the human essence of the decil. Right, <laughs> thing it means wow. devil. Um, now how Blaming are we? To, the Romans. How are we to drink this drink? Uh, this straw. You're supposed to. I don't, well, I haven't tried a it. A straw is, is sort of poking out. I guess that's the tube that would transmit the blood into the human's body. So I suppose we slurp out of that, do we? Yeah, I reckon you might have to squeeze it a bit. Okay. Um, and what's in mm. there? What's in it? It's called uh, Crimson Kiss, the cocktail Ooh. that we have. Ooh-hoo. Did you manage to get any up? Yeah. Oh, wow. It works well. Oh, it tastes quite strongly of um, amaretto. Yes. Mm, in, a, in a good way. There's amaretto in it. <laughs> no, that's great. Oh, t- what, tell us all the ingredients, please. Um, amaretto, vodka, cranberry, lemon. Mmm. I feel that this is a handy carrying pouch I mean, I for any kind of alcohol. You know, festivals, put Just this in your pocket. Exactly. You say, Pop use, it this, in your pocket. use this blood bag for any occasion. Yes, with a long tube up to your mouth. Apparently they are reusable, although I imagine they'll be sticky inside. No, we'll clean them, can't we? I mean, I think this is quite good for street, street, you know, street, street drinking. Well, we don't need to pour a beer into one of these, but street wine... Because the point is a beer is even in a bottle or a can, which is enclosed. Do you get the booze in? With a syringe. A syringe? <laughs> the pack came with Bloody a syringe. Hell. I mean, that is, this is a real lot of effort. Well and done, there's Katie. a little clamp so you can close it if we yeah. needed to pop it in our bag to, to I, take I mean, it could me and Joe have... I'm sorry, I've never thought I'd say these words. Me and Joe have started going jogging. Is mm. this something we could <laughs> put water in for our journey? <laughs> Where would we... Put it about our person. Well, that's a good question, isn't it? I don't I've know. got a pouch in my trousers. Wow. Well, I'm very impressed, Katie. I love it. It's well, so it's good. Really good. <laughs> it's really good. 
It makes me think, why haven't we done this before? Well, I mean, <laughs> just possibly... do you mean the three of us or just, you know, human civilization <laughs> as a whole? I think I mean both. <laughs> this seems such a, a sensible approach. Yeah. It's an elegant solution, isn't it? But having then also a drink. I feel it's surprised. like having a Capri Sun. Yes. It, I feel like I've got a Capri Sun, You've only got... it's a blood coloured bag of Alcoholic devil juice. Capri Sun. <laughs> Can I just say a word about Capri Suns? Mm. <laughs> They're not what she remembers them to be. Your palate has changed since you're young. Yeah, do you I think? think? Yeah, of course. So you're blaming me, not the Capri Sun? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not blaming anyone. It's, if anything, I'm blaming human anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. A, an ill-conceived attempt to get us back onto the story. Can I just say one other thing? It, is, is it about another kind of drink that you're really angry about? No, it's about pouch drinking. Okay, go on. <laughs> that I, I fear that the lower the level in the pouch goes, the harder it is going to be. Yeah, but you know what we're going to have to do? is that You know in a hospital, the pouch has to be above the level of the oh, body. That's why it's got a hook at the bottom. That we're going to have to hold these above our heads and pour in the, the final drops. <laughs> Did it come too fast? It works very well. <laughs> but it is quite fast. <laughs> You've got to be you prepared. You see, we have to... Oh, it went down the back of my throat. Yeah, we have to make gravity work in our favour. I don't think we need to do that till the end, otherwise we're just going <laughs> to... No, just for the final dregs, Joe. not at this early oh, stage. Yikes. Come on. <laughs> otherwise I feel... It also says blood type noises. energy supply on it. <laughs> I don't know my blood type. I'm one of the common ones, but I can't remember which ones they are. I think you'd know if you were something special. Not, but no, you wouldn't just from daily life, though. What, you think if you cut yourself, your blood would come out blue or something? (laughs) Or green? With glitter in it. (laughs) Like unicorn blood. Yeah, like like a multicoloured rainbow blood. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, I think I'm special. (laughs) Do we want to talk a bit more about Great Yarmouth? Yes, because otherwise I'm going to talk about films that Karen may may not have been obsessed with. It's time to go to Great Yarmouth. Now, Great Yarmouth, tell me more. By the sea. By Salt. the sea. Is it quite salty? Well, it's by the sea. Sand or stones? Uh, sand, I think, because it's North Norfolk. That's all sand. Yeah. Lovely sandy beaches. Yeah. The third most populous town in Norfolk? After, After Norwich? Kingsland? I think so, yeah. Uh, good guessing. Old. It's an old town, which you wouldn't, if you went to see it, it's all bloody crazy golf, sandcastles, buckets and spades. An old fishing town, maybe. Uh yeah, I guess so. An old an old harbour. And then of course in further a bit Norfolk we have all the market towns, so the fish would mm. have been brought in and sold. Nowadays it's quite a seasidey resort type of a place, isn't it? Penny machines. Two P's now. Inflation. Ten P's actually. Ten P machines. Honestly, well your... what has the world become? I'm not a fan of a ten P machine. No, because you're fucking racing through your money with a ten P yeah. machine, aren't you? Jesus. One or two feels like fun. <laughs> Get on to five or ten p. Then you're at the point when on the adverts they say, please gamble responsibly. And you're like just ploughing your ten p's into one of those machines going, I think I'm on the brink of not gambling responsibly here. <laughs> As you put your ten pound note into the, <laughs> the change making machine. and it's just, just do it, just do it. I think at that point you're not thinking about it. You're just wanting desperately to get your ten p's. Uh, anyway... Um, it wasn't like that in the day, but it was obviously still quite a big town in Norfolk. Before we talk about the statues, I, if you will indulge me, I have a sad 
tale of Great Yarmouth. Very yeah. short of a, of a disaster that happened there. And I don't know if we'll ever have the chance to bring this up again. I think I need to put down my blood bag because it's just not... Go with the sad story. Are you worried you're going to get to it? It's in two incense, you're going to squeeze the blood out. No, no, I just keep making funny noises trying to get the alcohol out of it. <laughs> you don't want to be inappropriate. No. Okay. I just, I want to tell you, because I came across this sad but unlikely tale. It's from the middle of the 1800s. So when we talk about the snatches, that's 1827. But this tale takes place in 1845. It's not related in any way. I just want to, to tell it. In 1845, there was a a horrifying bridge collapse in Great Yarmouth, a horrifying bridge collapse disaster. A huge crowd of people had gathered on uh, a suspension bridge in Great Yarmouth over the river Yar. It is. Well, it's the Yar because it's Yar. Yeah. It's the mouth of the Yar. Yeah. The reason that they were gathered on the bridge is that they were watching a clown called Nelson being dragged, well, dragged, yeah, dragged, pulled, a clown called Nelson was being pulled down the River Yar. Uh, he was sitting in a big tub, a wooden tub, and some geese were pulling him down the river. He was tethered he to the geese. He tied strings to the geese. Yes, and they were <laughs> pulling him down the River Yar. Don't, don't laugh, it's going to be tragic. In a, bi- in a tub. <laughs> Nelson was in a tub. I've the geese were pulling the him. Like, I know I should be sensitive, but Hundreds I've never of, had the like. That's not sad yet. <laughs> Hundreds of people had gathered on the bridge to watch... Nelson the Clown being pulled along by these geese. What? Why? Because it was an unlikely event. A, a, a spectacle. It was a circus act. <laughs> so... Was he in some way going to get paid for this? It's just... We're, do- <laughs> well, we're, we're doing capitalism yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, we are. Today's lesson is capitalism. <laughs> um, I can only assume that... May- well, what I would do if I was Nelson... No, I wouldn't. That would be shit. What I was going to say is that as I went under, I'd have like a... <laughs> tub and they'd all have to throw money they they'd, be they'd, take your eye out. they'd be either taking your eye out or all the money would go in the river so that's you'd not have a, a small urchin at either end of the bridge only yeah. letting people on oh, oh, she... <laughs> I'm sorry I was trying to um, I was trying to push the drink up into my mouth from my blood bag but unfortunately what I had pushed into my mouth was air so it filled my mouth with air unexpectedly <laughs> The downflow is better than the upflow. <laughs> that would be my advice. Having tried oh, both. Oh no! Why haven't I learned my lesson? Why do I try and tell a tragic story on these situations? Um, Maybe Nelson's just doing is, it because he's going to drink for life for free. I can see that the tragedy is coming, but you it's hard to start a tragic story with... A clown. A clown in a, <laughs> That's... In a bath. Tied to some geese. This is what caught my interest, Joe. Any old run-of-the-mill bridge collapse, I don't care. But when you put a clown in a tub, pulled along by some geese, come on. I mean, how did he even conceive of that as an idea? How did he think? I don't know this. I don't know I'm Nelson's assuming it's background. a tavern bet. A bet? Yeah. yeah, Nelson was like, I can catch some geese dressed as a clown. What did a clown look like in those times? Did, Just, he, yeah. I mean, did he look same. like it? Oh, in my, no, in my mind, it's a bit like the um, round-the-twist clown. He's around the twist. Twist. No. 
I think I'm a bit drunk. Don't you? <laughs> you think slurping alcohol out of a blood bag you know, is... <laughs> the Australian round the twist. I know, round the twist. Yeah, but you know but... the one with the clown, the old clowns that they put on the costumes. It? Why aren't you just calling it round the twist? Why are you calling it the Australian round the twist programme? Because <laughs> I didn't think Joan knew what I was talking about. I do. You do with know. With the remote control... Uh, yeah, 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 but the one, yeah. you know, the one with the clowns where they get the the. Um, I watched this with Ruth yes, and Chris recently. We watched it where the hamper and they go in a scarecrow. But I thought Joe was there. I just realised Joe wasn't there. Um, the clown <laughs> goes into a scarecrow and comes to life. But then also they all put the clown clothes on. Yeah, because it comes God. in a, like an old hamper of clothes comes out of the oh, sea, no. and so they're really old clown Never clothes. Never put anything on that. Tatty old, sea. like really old, hundred year old. Think clown how clothes. salty it would be. Yeah. That would be the least of your problems, though, probably. So you did the clown look like a scarecrow? So you say... He went inside a scarecrow. No, I know what happened. The trunk came out of the sea. It was full of old clown clothes. They were making a scarecrow, and they dressed the scarecrow in the old clown clothes to oh. give it an outfit, mm. and then it came no. to life. It's the worst of all. Imbued, imbued with the spirit scarecrow of the clown. and clown. Exactly, mm. two horrifying things. And salt. Yeah, really, really salty. And sandy. I hate being sandy. Oh, when you're sandy. Yeah, that's. A I had a a very sandy time last weekend. We swam in the sea. Of oh, North, how North Norfolk, but then yeah, but I sandy. forgot how sandy. Well, beaches are sandy. Everything yes. that you don't want to become sandy is somehow sandy. Unless after you just go to Croatia and go in the rocky beaches, and that's perfect. Just jump mm. off the rocks. Do you want to hear about this bridge disaster I then? I just can we just I like to picture Nelson. Okay, pick, try and picture Nelson in I'm his just, old clown I'm clothes. trying to think. He's in a wooden tub. <laughs> I like Joe's thinking face. I'm trying to imagine while gazing out of the window, wistfully looking rather beautiful, going, yes, and I am now imagining. If only you weren't sucking booze out of a blood bag, it would be beautiful. I imagine this to be a very short tangent Sorry. that we would go on. <laughs> a very slightly diverting story about Great Yarmouth's history. Again, you can't tell us about a clown in a bath. <laughs> In a river with some geese. geese. What did you think was going to well, happen? Know. I mean, I, honestly, I was... in a minute, he's going to have an eel whip for the geese and it's all going to go <laughs> to a bad place. Made of an eel. Great Yarmouth doesn't have Multiple eels, come eels on. No. An eel nine tails. <laughs> an eel nine tails. I'm getting the eel box back out. Oh. It's money in the eel box, please. Now, sorry, are you ready for yes, tragedies? Sorry, sorry. I'm composing my face. Don't, don't say think... sorry to me. Say sorry to the people of Great Yarmouth for laughing at their tragedy. Well, I, do, I, I just don't think it's really fair to start a tragic tale with also <laughs> Nelson and the geese. That's not fair on us. Sorry. Well, Hard to be in the right, appropriate mood. I'll tell you something that happened as the... Oh, as God. As Nelson... As, as the geese pulled Did Nelson... Did he get under the bridge? <laughs> Before the geese happened. pulled him under. As he <laughs> stop, you're gonna be. Oh. <laughs> what happened was Nelson went under the bridge. The geese. <laughs> he, as he got to the other side of the bridge, the all of the crowd, hundreds of them, shifted oh, to the other side. Stupid crowd. Oh, the like the mob again. See, the, if they had the rule of six, they wouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> there was a like a bad weight shift on the bridge. It hadn't been built for this sort of thing. 
No one who built the bridge knew that a clown pulled by geese was going to go under it and they needed to cater for hundreds and hundreds of people to be on there. I didn't mention at the time, but when you said it was a suspension bridge, I did think that's very forward thinking for like 18th century, no, 17th century. No, suspension have existed for ages. <laughs> but not I was imagining like, the, like a, a swanky London one. Well... <laughs> Anyway, uh, too many people were on the bridge. They all ran over to see Nelson emerge from the other side. Some suspension cords snapped at one end of the bridge. They're just made of rope. Yep, they snapped. They No, they're probably metal. Anyway, they snapped. Okay. They snapped one by one. Pow, 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 pow. The crowd, hundreds of them remember, plummeted down into the river. I know. You should be. 400 people went in. Christ, 400. Well, 79 were drowned. So, Katie, you do the maths. 300. How many came out? (laughs) 21. Imagine if you got that on your, on like a school maths degree. (laughs) 400 people watching Nelson tow (laughs) monkeys go into the river. 79 are drowned. How many come out? You'd have to say how many geese Nelson had as well. It was four. Nelson was... Nelson? Nelson. That's <laughs> what we called it. It was four geese. We, t- we tell the children that's bogus information. You crossed out the test. Bogus? Don't you? Bogus information. You have to know how many, how many geese you had. Cross that out. Don't get distracted by the geese. We I have, unfortunately. Do you actually say bogus? <laughs> Come on, people. I found a PowerPoint in the TES. Look, so what I'm okay. concerned about is... Sorry, that we haven't got to the statues and we're nearly on our last drink, so... Sorry, we're listening, we're focusing. Now, 400 went in, 79 were drowned. Don't, Chris is laughing. <laughs> I don't know why this is so hilarious. 59 of them were children. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> That's not funny, Chris. Chris! <laughs> Outrageous. You've said this absolute like terrible shit, sir. It's like you've you planted us. I was gonna say, I thought, yes, it's an interesting story. There's a clown, there's some geese. But I didn't realise it would be this the cause of quite such hysteria amongst the podcasters. It's the combination of that and having a weird drink that you have to suck out of a bag is just too much. So to say again, the geese were pulling a clown in a bath. I mean that is not that's not your everyday occurrence. <laughs> oh no. Anyway. Oh god. Shall I tell you my last yes, I last... we've gotta get over it quite I know. fast. Um, Sorry. The last thing I've written here about that is a memorial to the disaster was erected in twenty thirteen. <laughs> Again, I, in my mind, the memorial is a statue of a clown in a bathtub <laughs> with geese, and it's not my fault. That's funny. <laughs> the memorial is just a—it's like a big stone with all the names no, of everyone that died. It's a clown in a bathtub with some geese. I can see it. I don't know why you started saying he's in a bathtub. You he said was, he was. I said he was in a tub, like a wooden tub, not but a bath. The same as a bathtub. <laughs> it's a country bathtub. Oh my god. <laughs> I think we're going to need emergency drinks today. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what drink is the answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. 
Oh, all right, everyone. Can you breathe now? Everyone breathe. I no think... more talk of d- bridges. Only now talk of snatching. What an okay. interlude, though. I know. I really, as I say, I hadn't anticipated. <laughs> I don't know be... what you else you thought was going to happen. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So put that out of your mind, please. <laughs> it's really hard because it. Well, now I feel like this other story is going to be a bit of an anti climax. <laughs> That's right. We get back to it. Body such, but it's horrific. Poor <laughs> okay. being robbed. Oh God. Okay. Think about think about bad capitalism again. Yeah, we're, I'm cross about capitalism. Yeah. Are you, Katie? You, you don't no, look cross. <laughs> you've had a lot of ideas today for making money. I know, money. I think I'm going to change my route. I'm going to go open up a mort house. Teaching's not, not paying the rent anymore. What? How do you else. think you'd get on in a tub pulled by geese? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your next venture. I Look, here's my idea. <laughs> I... Down the couch. <laughs> I... I find geese to be generally very aggressive and non-compliant. So I don't understand how Nelson was able to corral these geese into pulling his tub. It was the eel mind test, but then they wanted to get away from him, so they were pulling him in the right direction. But is he a a really excellent lassoer? You think he's just lassoed those geese? Well, could be. Round the neck. Because I, let's be honest, I'm a bit scared of geese. Yeah, they hiss. They hiss, they bite. Terrible hisses. I once had an argument at a party with a man for a really long time about the question, do geese have teeth? Can't oh. remember which side I was arguing on. <laughs> what, do they? What do you think now? Uh, they. I've researched it later. Uh, <laughs> they, they have their beak grows sort of nobbles down it. So it's not actually teeth in that they're not made of teeth material, but they are teeth in appearance i think i was on the side of they don't have teeth but can they do the damage of teeth yeah exactly their teeth <laughs> yeah their that's teeth. how dentists work <laughs> yeah that's a tooth i'll take it out i don't think you can get a goose to go to the dentist nelson Sorry. took them for a regular checkup <laughs> just really he said we're about to perform a really that's... important stunt <laughs> i'm just bringing these four geese in i just need to make sure that they're fit if one had toothache I mean, that's that gonna... could that one could go off a different direction. Exactly, his tub would be capsized. Oh, oh. If only the if only, it, would have if only it had capsized, then we'd have only had one casualty, not seventy nine. Now, come on, because I've done some proper research here. Sorry, but we're so nearly at the end of our drink now. I know, but we need to just plow on a little bit more. Okay. 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 So now, look, I've been reading a proper book. It's hard to say that when I look at both As of you two. As opposed to Nelson's autobiography. <laughs> it was going with the geese. <laughs> it was called Four Geese and a Funeral. <laughs> oh my god, I had a drink in my mouth. Why then? <laughs> Four geese and 70 <laughs> Mostly children. <laughs> In brackets. <laughs> oh, God. That was the tagline. <laughs> it was mostly children. <laughs> oh, no. Not, it's not. It's because Chris laughed. It's not my fault. <laughs> no. Look, I read a proper bloody book. It's... <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get us back on the path. We're trying. We're trying. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Look, 
Maybe we all need to finish up our bags. (laughs) And go and have some quiet time. Because it's really hard. I can see how it's difficult to be sensible. If you then look across at me, I'm saying, let's be sensible. And you just see me holding a blood bag above my head, pouring the blood down into my mouth. I'm really sorry, Ruth. It just went a bit... I feel like we need to apologise to the residents of Great Yard <laughs> for laughing at their pain. Um, but I do. I I would like to say again that I think Ruth has set us up there to look like, like terrible shits. people. <laughs> I didn't look. How could I know you were going to laugh at the death of fifty nine children? <laughs> Bath and the geese and a clown. Right. I think we shouldn't have our next drink yet. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I think first we should hear a bit more about the story. I'm going to sip some water. Okay, you sip some water. Good grief, that took a turn, didn't it? No one was expecting that uh, tragic tale to descend into quite such a orgy of insane laughter. I think it was the blood bags that did it. Anyway, never mind. Uh, next time we are going to get right onto the story of the body snatchers of Yarmouth, a tale of intrigue, gruesomeness, class war, etc. Lots and lots of good stuff. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed today and come back next time for part two. <laughs> <laughs>